not today, but next week. Um, so just wanted to let you know we're uh, going to switch gears in a couple of weeks uh, into some different teaching. I'm not telling you what that teaching is. So there, you just have to be very surprised and um, excited for that as we wrap our summer teaching up. Um, how about if we uh, pray before God now? Uh, Nathan's going to bring our uh, teaching today uh, from the book of James. Uh, we're going to be in uh, James chapter 5. How about if we read the passage and then I will pray, okay? Uh, we're going to pick up uh, chapter 5 in verse 13. You can read along with me. Verse 13 of chapter 5 begins this. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain, and for three years and six months it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and heaven gave rain, and the earth bore its fruit. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your love and your grace. I pray, Father, that uh, today we would understand that we don't pray enough. We don't confess our sins to each other enough. We don't live in community where prayer um, embodies our heart's desire uh, as we come to you enough. So, Father, I pray that as Nathan teaches and brings your word, that your word would be preeminent, um, that you would help us to understand that we can come to you. We can come to you with others. We can come to you as our loving Father, our, um, our hope, and our rock. You care for us, and you love us, and I pray, Father, that uh, you would... Just take over this time now. Your spirit would um, help us to have your word illuminated in our hearts in such a way that we would desire to please you because we love you. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. No. No. How's everybody doing? I'm a little sore this morning. Thanks, John, for... uh, my soreness this morning. <laughs> Had a good workout yesterday. Um, so uh, the subject matter for today is prayer. And as John said, we admit that we do not do well at prayer. Um, I don't, um, I would have to say that all four of us elders would say that we do not do well at prayer and we as a church do not do well at prayer. Um, but um, I think scripture is very clear. Um, and I get to share with you guys the slap to the face, punch the stomach, and kick in the butt that I got this week. Um, and some of you will, um, some of you that I have had interactions with will hear some of the conversations that we've had. But um, so, yeah, um, I posted earlier uh, my sermon summary um, that, that yesterday. I posted my sermon summary. And that is oftentimes we desire to pray but struggle with the actual act of prayer. Scripture tells us that we are to continually be in prayer and that the Holy Spirit will pray on our behalf when we don't know what to say. Prayer has power, and we do harm to ourselves and others when we don't 
pray. I'm going to read that again. Oftentimes, we desire to pray, but struggle with the actual act of prayer. Scripture tells us that we are to continually be in prayer. That means that we are to be in a constant state of prayer. And the Holy Spirit will pray on our behalf when we don't have words to say. Um, Prayer has power, and we do harm to ourselves and others when we do not pray. So, prayer is very simple. Um, I, I, I I don't understand why we struggle so hard with it, but prayer is very, very simple. Prayer is an open and honest conversation with a just and holy God. Prayer is an open and honest conversation with a just and holy God. Um, a God who loves us, a God who cares for us, a God who says he'll be our father, a God who says he'll pick us up, he'll go before us, he'll fight for us, all of those things. It's an honest and open conversation with a God who cares for us. Um, but yet, day in, day out, we struggle to pray. Um, it's, it's very, very interesting. Um, and, and there's a number of reasons why that is. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with our pride. A lot of it has to do with our hearts um, and not believing God for who he is and his word um, and a lot of other things. But um, I did some research on prayer. Um, and so I'd like to go over some of the research that I did on prayer. Um, so there are 650 prayers in the Bible, 650 of them. Um, and if you think that your prayers have gone unanswered and all of those things, um, this may be true um, because out of those 650, approximately 450 of those prayers have gone unanswered as they were asked. Um, I found that very interesting that over 200, some of them that were prayed did not get answered in the way or fashion or at all got a straight answer um, to them. Um, so what I want to do is just read through some of the prayers. Bear with me. Um, my, uh, my tablet has been ex- experiencing some, some issues. And so um, I'm actually going to use my phone to read these because I don't think that link is even going to open for me. So I'm going to go through a couple of the prayers as listed um, in the Bible. Uh, Genesis has um, uh, the first prayer in history beginning in Genesis 4. Um, We have prayer for a wicked city. We have uh, prayers change things. We have prayer as a vow. We have prayer um, about um, wronged brothers. Exodus, we have... um, Prayers that express as a groan, um, as a dialogue with God. Prayers as complaint. Uh, prayers as praise. Prayers in peril. Um, we've got prayer for uh, prayer and transfiguration. Uh, Leviticus has zero prayers in it. Um, there are no prayers in Leviticus. Numbers has uh, prayers of benediction. Prayer for um, the upholding of divine honor. Um, prayer for relief from death. Deuteronomy has prayer for a, privi- a privileged task, prayers of thanksgiving, prayer of song. Joshua has prayer as a challenge, uh, prayer for God does not answer, um, prayer that produces 
a miracle or produced a miracle. Judges has prayer and calamity, prayer as a bargain. Ruth has benedictions, which in a sense are prayers. First uh, Samuel has a number of prayers, prayers as inquiry, prayer uh, for deaf ears. Second Samuel has prayer as uh, possession, um, prayer as um, pretense, prayer as psalm. First Kings, Second Kings, First Chronicles, Second Chronicles, Ezra, prayer of thanksgiving, prayer and fasting, prayer of confession. Prayer born out of distress, prayer and restitution, prayer against craft, prayer and the word, prayer for remembrance. Job has prayer for pity, prayer for justification. Prayer and prophet, prayer and reason. The Psalms are littered with tons and tons of prayer, prayer and distress, prayer at all times, prayer for broken heart, prayer for refuge. Um, Proverbs are prayers for um, the channel of wisdom, as the channel of wisdom. Song of Solomon is prayers secret. Let's move into the New Testament. There are tons more all the way through Joel, Amos, Obadiah, but in the New Testament. <clears throat> we've got Matthew. Um, we've got prayer, para, prayer in peril. We have prayer in of Jarius, um, for Jarius's daughter, uh, prayer of, for laborers, prayer for unity, prayer um, in a parable. We have prayer of faith, Mark, prayer of um, prayer of a demon. We have prayer of young ruler, Luke, John, Acts, Romans. Prayers are all throughout the scriptures, including revelations at the end of scripture. Prayers are all all over scripture, and so we can get our clue from prayer, but um, like I said, unless you think that you pray and you don't get a response, sometimes the response is not what you expected. Other times, the response may be silence, so you can spend some time, um, more time praying and more time listening to God. Let's talk about types of prayer. Um, there are a number of different types of prayer. Um, and I listed off a couple here, um, a prayer of faith. Um, and the prayer of faith is believing God for certain things and praying in belief that God's going to accomplish certain things in certain ways. Um, there's a lot of specifics in a prayer of faith. A prayer of agreement. A prayer of agreement is a corporate prayer. That's a prayer that we all in agreement would pray together as a church. We pray for our community. That's a prayer of agreement. We all pray together for our community. We pray for... Um, each other. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later, but we pray for each other. That's a prayer of agreement. We pray for um, the gospel that will go out. We pray for all of those things. That's, that's a prayer of agreement. Prayer of request. This is where most of our lives settle into prayer. Um, most of our lives settle into uh, petitioning and, and supplications before God. We just pray about, oh, I need this. I want that. I, I pray, pray for this situation to work out. Pray um, for requests. Um, prayers of thanksgiving. Um, sometimes we do, um, and those prayers turn are normally surrounding around something that we received that 
um, God has given to us. So we say, oh, well, let me thank God for that. That's great. And uh, thank God for this food and thank God for these things um, and so forth. But a lot of times we are not in prayer for, to God for things that are simple in our day-to-day life, like waking up in the morning or, hey, thank you for a clear mind to think through some of these issues. Thank you for your guidance. Thank you for um, your care of me. A prayer of worship. Prayer of worship and praise to God. A lot of times we don't even spend time in just saying, you know what, God, you're, you're an awesome God. You're amazing, God. Um, and I just want to spend some time in open, humble conversation before you, letting you know that I, I see you, I see what you're doing, and I appreciate and, and praise you for, for that. Prayer of consecration, and that's a dedication prayer, to dedicate something, someone to God. Prayer of consecration um, is a prayer of dedication. Uh, prayer of intercession intercessory prayer, interceding for someone who's struggling. Um, This past week, um, I posted twice for two different people so that we could intercede on their behalf. Um, And and both of those people, um, well, one of them is out of the hospital now and is doing much better. Actually was at a concert last night, which was very good. Um, So she's doing much better. Um, So intercessory prayer is stepping in the gap on behalf of someone else before um, our holy and sovereign God. Prayer of imprecation. Imprecation. Prayer of imprecation. What is that? Does anybody have an idea of what prayer of imprecation is? No. It's uh, imprecation. Um, I'm going to pull up a verse while you're, you guys are Googling the word. Um, Prayer of imprecation. Does anybody know what that is? <laughs> yeah, yes, you're pre- imprecating to God <laughs> for something. <laughs> um, but, uh, prayer, right, right. So, prayer of imprecation. What is imprecation? Do we have a term, a, a definition of imprecation? Go ahead, Andrew. Right. Prayer of imprecation um, is a curse. Um, And I'm going to scroll through Psalm 69 so you can hear it. Psalm 69, um, David is praying here and talking about the turmoil and issues that are going on in his life. He's talking about... um, everything, how he feels like he's drowning, he's sinking in mud and, and being covered by deep water, um, and all of those things. And there's armies coming around him and he's humiliated and he has guilt and, and um, he's falling all over the place. Um, he's crying and fasting. Um, he's dressed himself in sackcloth and even his walk with Christ, um, people are mocking him, making fun of him, all of those things. And he goes all the way through. I'm looking for the verse, bear with me. Um, He goes all the way through here, just talking to God, pouring out his heart before God. And then he gets to a point in here. um, In verse uh, Psalm 69 and verse 26, um, we'll read verse 25. It says, let their camp be deserted and their tents empty. They persecute the one you have struck, and they talk about the pain of those you have wounded. 
charge them with one crime after another. Do not let them be found innocent. Let their names be erased from the book of life. Do not let them be listed with righteous people. I am suffering and in pain. So prayers of curse, um, which it, it took me back for a minute. I'm like, wow, um, prayer has power and we can speak in our prayers. Um, curse. And, and he goes on after this to clear up some of that and, and, and ask God um, to guard his heart and, and that he, he will still walk worthy and, and all of those things. But yes, there are prayers of imprecation. Um, prayer in the spirit. Uh, this one um, was also interesting. This one was actually connecting your mind and your heart in your prayer. So instead of just praying what's on your mind and what's on your head, actually work through the thoughts that you have and pray from your heart and with your mind connected to God. Um, So that's prayer in the spirit, connecting your heart and your spirit to the things that are in your head and praying to God. So those are just types of prayer. We have postures of prayer. Um, There are a couple different postures of prayer that you see in Scripture. Um, One of them is sitting. You can sit and pray. Um, You see that in 2 Samuel 7, 18. Um, You have standing and praying, um, Mark 11, 24. Um, There's a couple of verses for kneeling in prayer, um, Chronicles 6, 13, Daniel 6, 10, Luke 22, 41, Acts 6, I'm sorry, Acts 7, 60, um, 9, 40, 20, 36, 21, 5, and then Ephesians 3, 14. So kneeling in prayer. Um, one that we don't see often in um, Christianity, but you see a lot in, I would say, more Eastern religions, um, and that is with one's face to the ground. Um, that's in Matthew 26, 39, and Mark 14, 35, praying with one's face to the ground, and then with hands lifted up, First Timothy 2, 8. And all of these are postures of prayer. There is no right posture of prayer. One posture doesn't lead to better results in your prayer. One posture doesn't mean a, a, a different heart of prayer. Um, your posture of prayer is your posture of prayer, and you can, you can kneel, you can sit. Um, I find that <clears throat> if I do not have time in the morning or do not pause in the morning for prayer, I find that sitting in the car and driving to work is a great place to pray. Um, one, that I don't run somebody off the road because they're in my way because I'm trying to get to work. Um, two, for my heart as I walk into work, which is most likely going to be crazy um, and so forth. So there are a number of postures of prayer. And then there's the amen, the ending of your prayer. It's sealing your prayer. It means so let it be. So whatever you've prayed for, whatever you've talked about with God, whatever you poured out to God um, and you've talked with him about, you end your prayer with an amen that says, so let it be, and it is done according to God's will. Um, I added on here that this is also a yielding of our prayers and our lives to God's examination. Um, Because I think that we have a concept in our head of praying to God and listing off all of these things and then ending our prayer with an amen and think that we can then wash our hands of whatever it was that we prayed about. Um, that's not true. God then 
turns your prayer around and starts working on you and in your life and, and starts guiding you and giving you direction. And a lot of times that we, a lot of things we pray for, we pray for others and so forth. God may actually be trying to turn us around and say, you know what? You are the answer to this prayer. Uh, me and Andrew were riding in the car yesterday, and he asked me how my lesson was going and all of those things. And um, we were talking about prayer, and I told him, I said, uh, I- I'm having some issues because our prayers seem to be very um, lighthearted. Um, they don't get deep. They are very um, <clears throat> passive. Um, and what I mean by that is um, if I know Andrew is struggling with something, it may be, I'll be with Andrew in this situation. Your will be done. Amen. Um, that's great. I prayed for Andrew and all of those things. But I know Andrew well enough. I know enough about Andrew that I can pray to God with a humble heart and say, you know what? Here's what Andrew's struggling with. I see these things. I know what Andrew's going through. Andrew shared with me these things. This is all a conversation between a humble God who's sovereign, who knows what's actually going on. He knows these things, but he wants to hear. He wants to know um, more about my heart before him. And in that prayer, I also get to say, you know what? If, if there's a way that I can be of assistance in this towards Andrew, give me guidance. Give me direction in that. Or may you raise someone else up, someone I need to talk to and say, hey, listen, you just said something to me that our brother Andrew could use or need. And so prayers can sometimes be very light and very empty of our actual hearts, actually where we're at, even times of, Lord, I really don't even want to pray for this person because of X, Y, and Z. But I need to pray for this person. So be with my heart as I pray for this person. Care for them well. All of these things are all part of that prayer. And God's examination then steps in and God examines the prayer. And God examines your heart and starts pulling on things on you as you're humble before God in prayer. Um, He starts pulling things out and may guide you to say, you know what? I need to step in and say something to someone. I actually need to do what God's calling me to do and and take the steps forward. So um, the challenge there is is start thinking through your prayer. Start thinking through and saying, you know what? This is very empty. It was very mind prayer. I see this. I'm praying for this real quick and I'm done. Oh, that was a prayer request that was posted. Okay, let me just pray for that really quick and let that be that. Um, No, what do you know about that person? What do you know they're going through? What do you know about their history? What do you know all those things? God wants to hear all of those from you. He wants to hear hear about those things so that he can will and weigh in their position. Um, we have a verse, uh, Luke 11, 1 through 4. Jesus gives us an example of prayer in Luke 11, 1 through 4, and I'm going to read that. Now, Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation. Um, Jesus gives a a prayer here. I'm going to open it up. In my version of the scripture, I left my hard copy of the Bible at home, um, which I normally have with me, but bear with me. Luke 11, 1 through 4, because I wanted to walk through that 
passage. Um, they asked Jesus, you know what, Lord, teach us to pray. And Jesus says, when you pray, say these things, Father, let your name be kept holy. Um, and that beginning of that prayer is just an uh, honor and respect for God, for who he is, what you know about him, um, how he wills and way. It's, a, it's, a, it's bringing yourself humbly before a God who has created all, who is sovereign, who is holy. Um, and that, that's the beginning of the prayer. Let your kingdom come. That's a prayer for um, his future kingdom, the coming of his son. Um, that, that's a prayer for um, uh, of knowing that, you know what, we are here now, but your kingdom is coming. And, and I, I realize that. And so it's almost a refocus in your head and your brain of saying your kingdom's coming. And, and so right now, these issues that I may be about to pray for maybe are temporal or very short term. And I know your kingdom's coming. I know you're going to will and way. And so I, I see that and I recognize that. Give us our day, give us our bread day by day. And that is just saying, you know what, in my moment right here and now, I'm asking you to provide. I'm asking you for guidance. I'm asking for you thing in the present. Um, and then forgive us our sins, um, uh, our trespasses, as we forgive those who um, have trespassed against us. And so that is asking for forgiveness in your prayer. Um, and saying, you know what, I, I'm not perfect. And so as I come to pray, as I come to um, petition God for things, as I come to praise God for things, as I come to thank God for things, um, I need to realize that, you know what, I am not perfect and I have sinned. And so asking for forgiveness um, and forgiving others. The Bible is very clear. Um, it states that um, that if we are not willing to forgive others, our prayers are hindered. Um, and we need to for be in a constant state of willing to forgive. Um, and because we've been forgiven so much our day to day, we are forgiven so much by God, we need to then be in a heart of forgiving others. And so that's Jesus' example of prayer. Um, so then why do we need to pray? Why, why do we need to um, I think scripture shows you examples of people praying, examples of people talking with God, examples of all of those things, but, but why? What, what is the reason for our prayer? Um, God, God created everything. There is nothing that God did not create. God knows how everything functions. He is sovereignly in control over every single thing, including every breath that you breathe, every hair on your head, everything that happens to you is orchestrated by God. And so therefore, we need to be in prayer because he is the one who's in control. He's the one that guides. He's the one that directs. He's the one that handles every single thing. And so I don't know how, and this is talking to me also, I don't know how I walk through my day. I don't know how any of us walk through our day knowing that God is ultimately in control of every single thing. And we don't have a conversation with him about our day. I don't know how I can function day in, day out without saying, you know what, God, you are in control of what happens today. I can take today and you, it can blow up as I view it. And I could choose to be at complete peace because I had a conversation with God about my day. Or I could choose to blow up with my day and probably create way more problems than my day could have had in it if I had just said, you know what, let me pray to God. He knows what's coming my way for today. He knows how it's going to be orchestrated. He knows what's going to happen and what's going to go on. Um, 
And so that's one reason why we need to pray, because God is sovereign and in control. He knows what's happening. He knows what's going on. And we get to humble ourselves under his care and pray and talk with him about our day and talk with him about what's going to happen, what's going to transpire, and how we can walk through those things with his care, with his help, with him. Um, And so that's one way. Um, And then we pray for guidance and direction. Um, Again, God created it. So I can take anything that he's given to us and say, oh, I know how to handle this. I got this. I'm going to handle this this way. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. At the end of the day, I may be right. I may have handled it well and all of those things, but at the end of the day, I may not have. Um, and so we get guidance and direction in prayer as we humble ourselves before God, as we pray through scriptures, as we pray for others. There are some things God's going to make clear to you in your heart and in your mind that, you know what, here's how, here's how this needs to go. Here's what God's prodding me to do. Here's the direction that I, I need for my day. Um, so we, we, need to, we need to pray. And that's why we need to pray, because we have a sovereign God who cares for us, who loves us, who wants to lift us who, when we're hurting, who wants to carry us, who wants to rejoice with us, who wants to, um, who wants to be there, who wants to be right alongside of us as we go, who wants to celebrate with us, who wants to cry with us, who wants to all of those things and wants to connect with us and wants us to follow him and his guidance because his way is best for our lives. And so the only way we know that is if we pray. And so those are the reasons why we need to be in prayer. Um, So then the next question is, what happens when we don't pray? Um, This is what hit me kind of hard. I was thinking through and just just going through prayer this week. And um, and, uh, Jeff, I have to thank you for this one. I don't know if you noticed it at work, but I was fighting against you hard. <laughs> I was fighting against you. I was fighting against Jeff really hard. Um, at, this is the second time at the job that I've been in. Um, that Jeff now works at that um, what I call a dark cloud settled over the office. Um, and, and so the first time was the death of a son um, through suicide of a mother who lost two other kids through suicide that I had a conversation with two days before prior said she needed to get her son in rehab and needed to work through it. She was concerned that this is where it was going to go. Not two days later, um, the police and stuff showed up at the office and walked her out and then shared with her what had happened. And the whole office settled into this, this cloud of darkness. Um, and so, um, this week, uh, we got an announcement that one of our supervisors, um, wife um had her baby and then her baby passed away um and so we're all sitting in the office sitting with that one we had no clue she was pregnant but that's neither here nor there um but we all sat with that um and so i get a text message um, from from jeff sorry jeff i'm putting your putting this all out here um but i get a text message from jeff and jeff says hey do you want to get together for prayer and immediately in the back of my head, and this is why I said sucker punch to the stomach, slap to the face, kick in the butt, was what this message has done for me. Meaning back in my head, I was like, I'm working. I'm too busy. And I'm like, 
no, <laughs> I got this, I got that, I got this, and all these other things. I have to do, no, 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 we can't. If you can get it together, you get it together, I may join you, whatever. And I'm like, Jeff's like texting me three and four times. I'm like, Jeff, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> whatever. Jeff style, I mean, we all know, it's great. <laughs> so Jeff's texting me, we, we should pray. Can we get a group, group of believers together and pray and surround this family in prayer? And I'm like, yeah, I see, it's a great idea. Okay, whatever, I'm going to get back to work over here and whatever. Um, so Jeff strolls over to my desk, and I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> and he's like, I think I'm going to go in now. Miss Mamie's going to join us, this and that. And I'm like, okay, um, you, you go ahead and, and, and handle that and whatever. And so I'm sitting there at my desk, and God's like, you're going to speak on prayer on Sunday, and you're not going to pray for with Jeff and these people for this family and all these things. And I'm like... Okay. So still not even being still not even being good. I'm like, well I have this spoon that I just had some peanut butter with. I'll go wash that and stroll into the kitchen and wash my spoon. I may stroll over to the table and, and pray and all these things. I'm sitting here like, who am I? Who does this? Knowing that prayer has power. Prayer can turn any situation around. A, a fellow coworker and his wife just lost a baby they just had a day ago. Like who, who, who doesn't stop and pause and pray for that? Who, who does that? And I'm like, that's craziness. There's so much power that is in prayer and so much harm that's done when we don't pray. Um, so me and Jeff and Miss Mamie prayed, and I, I, she was going to pray, and I said, I'm praying because I, I have to pray out, out loud, and we need to pray because this, this is serious. This is someone we care about in our office, um, and, and that's a struggle. Um, they had actually, they just got married three weeks ago. Um, and so there's a lot that they're dealing with. Um, and so we prayed, um, and, and I left that prayer knowing that I did what God had called me to do, but also battling the whole, like, what the, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Why wouldn't you just pray for someone? Um, and so for your job is not that serious. You, you are busy. Yes, but you can take a would it take us a minute, Jeff, or under? <laughs> I'm like, you can take a minute to walk away from your desk and pray for a second. Um, you don't need to take a break. Time you know, we're, we weren't going to be praying for hours on end. I, I don't know last time I prayed for hours on end. But that's, that's what kicked me, kicked me hard this week was that I wasn't even willing to get up and pray. And I'm like, what is that? And, and a lot of times, because we don't understand prayer and now we're having a humble conversation before a holy, just God who wills and way and the power that prayer actually has, we don't pray. Um, so we harm ourselves. We miss out on the conversation and communion with God when we do not step out there in prayer. When we say, you know what, my morning is way too busy to take a minute to pray. My morning is way too busy. There's a lot weighing on our hearts first thing in the morning. I don't know about you. When I wake up out of the bed in the morning, there's a lot weighing on my heart about my day, about the night before, about all of these things. God wants to hear those things. He wants to help you work through those things. He wants to guide you to people who you can talk to that can say, you know what? Let me help you out here. I had a similar situation or God talked to me and and, and worked me through these issues. Um, He wants to know all of that. Um, so we harm ourselves because we have the best advocate in our court that we could be talking to and having conversations with about everything under the sun. 
if we feel like we can't talk to someone else, you can talk to God. He's proven that he will listen. He's proven that he won't judge you. He won't any of those things. He's proven that he cares. He loves. He's proven all of those things. And so we miss out. We harm ourselves when we don't have conversations with him. We harm others. Um, as believers, um, and in James, we just read through this. As believers, it is our duty to be praying for each other. Um, as an elder, I'm going to admit I have not been praying as much as I should for everyone in this church. That is harming you. Why? Because if I'm not praying before a just and holy God on your behalf, interceding on your behalf, I then am not getting clear guidance to help you in the things that you need help, to teach you to all those things. And so I'm putting that out there because I have the same issue that most of us have. A brother or sister in Christ that you see, you should be in continual prayer for them because they need you to be in continual prayer for them. They cannot function throughout their day if you're not in prayer for them. As family members, as family members in the body of Christ, we need each other to be praying for each other. It is not it is not easy sometimes. But if you sit back and say, "You know what? Even if you looked around this room and said, "You know what? I know this about that person. I wonder where that person is right now. I wonder what they're dealing with. I wonder what is going on. I wonder if they're listening to God. I wonder if God's prodding their heart for certain things. I wonder all of those things. All of that are things you can then turn around and say, well, you know what, God, I don't know where they're at. I don't know what's going on with them right now. I don't know if they have sick kids. I don't know if they have this. I don't know. I don't know any of those things, but I'm asking you right now to step in and, and guide them, give them direction, give me direction. If I should text them right now, if I should call them right now, help me in those regards. Um, our brothers and sisters in Christ, we need each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, there is no other way to put it. I do not know how I can properly care for someone if I'm then not praying for them. The best way to care for them is to pray to the God who knows them inside and out and then can give me guidance on how to care for them. I can look at them and say, oh, they need this. Let me throw that there. Okay, great. I can see felt needs, but I do not know their heart. God knows their heart. I can pray to God and God can say, hey, here, they need, they need this word from Scripture today. They need this. They need that. And so it is harm to you. It's harm to each other when we do not pray uh, for each other. For our non-Christians, our unbelievers, um, I do not know what type of, and I'm going to use the term, gospel game. Your gospel game is not on point if you're not praying for a non-believer. You have people in your life that do not believe in God. Your gospel game is not on point if you are not praying for them. I can take scripture and I can throw it at them. I can have great conversations with them. I can all of those things. But God's the one who's going to do the drawing. God's the one who's going to lead them into his family. And the only way I will be able to be a part of that, the only way I'll be able to talk to them, communicate to them in ways that are beneficial is if I'm praying for non-believers. It's not a good gospel to say, okay, I know scripture, I can talk to them, but then to not actually pray for their soul and pray for them and help them in that regard. So 
the harm we do to ourselves, um, the harm we do to other Christians and non-believers by not praying. Um, it is serious. It is very serious because prayer has power. God has the power to will and weigh. His will is ultimate. His will will direct. His will will guide. His will will accomplish any and everything. And so we must be in front of him with prayer. And when we don't, we are harming each other. Um, I'm going to shift into respond, and I'm glad we're ending around this time. But I want you all to stay focused. Um, I'm giving us some time because we can't have a conversation about prayer without actually praying. We went through earlier a couple different postures of prayer. Um, We went through different prayers of thanksgiving, of faith, of agreement, of all those things. We went through that there's 650 prayers in the Bible and some have gone unanswered. We, We went through what an amen means. We went through all of that. We went through that prayer is important. We went through that. Um, It is harm when we do not pray. I think that over the next 10 to 15 minutes, I'm putting time on it. um, I think that we should spend some time in prayer. I'm going to cut that time at 10 minutes, and I'm going to offer time for us to pray out loud. But I'm going to give each of us about 10 minutes to pray. Um, I'm going to give some direction for that. You can pray scripture. So if you're looking for words to say, feel feel free to open your Bible and read through your Bible and pray some scripture. You can pray for anyone, anything. You can pray from your heart and your mind. You can pray about anything. This time is open for that. Um, But pray. Be in prayer. I'm going to ask. I love my devices. I love them to death. But at the same time, my devices are extremely distracting. Um, So if you need a hard copy of the scripture, grab a hard copy of the scripture if you're going to pray scripture. Um, If you need names and stuff, feel free to skim through your contacts and pray for people in your contacts. You can do that. Um, But but think how you're praying. Think about the person. Think about what they could need in their life and spend that time in prayer. I'm going to do it. I'm actually going to do it on my knees in front of a chair. Um, You can choose any of the poses that you would like to do. At about 10 minutes, I'm going to open it up for us to have corporate prayer. We can pray for whatever in those five minutes, and then we will end our service here. So I'll give you that time.